here we yes, go again 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 well, what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the neon belly podcast we are your hosts nate john no brandon today. later brandon yeah no brandon today but that's all right but we do have a very special guest with us today he is a professional MMA fighter with a record of 15 wins, five losses, and one draw. He's won welterweight championships for B2 Fighting Series, Strike Hard Production, what United else? Combat League, Hard Rock MMA, Coliseum Combat. Uh. Probably missing a couple more, not going to lie. He trains at Indie Boxing and Grappling in Indianapolis, Indiana, and he's now officially a member of the UFC roster and waiting to make his debut. And a stat that some may say is more impressive is he is the first ever two-time Neon Belly guest who actually never made a first-time appearance. Yeah, ladies, Ladies and gentlemen, he is Cameron Van Cam. What's up, guys? Cam, what is up, dude? What is up? We appreciate you, man. So maybe for people that don't know, we kind of explained it on our last episode, but if you didn't hear it, um, we actually interviewed Cam last Saturday, something that we're now calling Footgate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kind of killed our power a little bit, and we lost the first half of the interview. So we're going to do it again and uh, add in the second. Um, so the second half, sorry, we're just getting a little feedback, but we're good. Um, but Cam, what's up, man? How you doing a week later? Hey, I'm, yeah, I'm doing a lot better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. We'll, we're going to get to some of the stuff. Um, I kind of want to start out exactly how we did last time um, mm-hmm. because we actually had the pleasure of seeing you fight a lot here in Kokomo at Coliseum Combat. And actually this Saturday, October 15th and 16th, Coliseum Combat has their little two-day event going on, um, two nights of fights. So, yeah, any special memories from Kokomo or fighting here in Kokomo that you can remember? Yeah, I mean, well, first off, if you're in the area, check out Coliseum Combat on the 15th and 16th. I mean, I'm going to be there. Nice. Uh, that that place, you know, it's everybody around there is good people. It's, it's really where I got the make my my first biggest fights and everything so it's it's a great place you should definitely check it out yeah thanks man yeah we're we're gonna be there too um we're, sure. we're really pumped for it you know we've got some gaha guys fighting on the card and um yeah dude coliseum combat just it's awesome to have local mma like that and i don't think a lot of yeah. people realize how cool it is not only to have mma but uh to have it locally like that as well mm-hmm. a so, double day yeah. event like that it's yeah it's a lot of good stuff going on yeah yeah mark mark slater does a really good job of oh, bringing yeah. in some high level talent from like everywhere oh, not just sure. locally so dude 100 percent. well dude let's just start right from the top like we did last time we're, we're gonna do it again hey I, we we kind of made the joke too is like we're just getting you ready for that mma you know you're gonna have to answer the same question a million times over yeah you know what i mean yeah. so gotta get used to talking to cameras that's all it is man we're just pr getting, training man. just getting you ready for it uh but <laughs> But like we mentioned in the top, man, you are now officially um, a UFC fighter. Um, you were supposed to fight a couple weeks ago. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. On a, You had a fight with uh, Nicholas Mota. You were going to step in for the injured Jim Miller on one week's notice. Um, but let's just start with uh, when you got that call and uh, how it felt. Because I know the first time we talked, man, you had a really cool answer about how that whole day kind of transpired and stuff. Yeah, no, I just the whole day. Even leading up to that day, you know, things were starting to fall in place and it just started feeling like, you know, something was about to give, something was about to happen. And, uh, you know, the I, I think I told this story last time, the coolest 
the coolest thing was after practices, coach uh, Pat would always have us lay down and, and visualize things and like, you know, think about, you know, our goals and everything. And so like, I'd be laying there for like a couple of years now, probably and uh, visualizing where I was going to be when I got the call and uh, you know, who I was going to call afterwards and the people I was going to talk to. And uh, I pick my, I pick my son up on Fridays and I'm, I'm headed home on the, on the interstate. And that's always where I envisioned, you know, I was going to pick him up. I was going to be heading home. I was going to get the call. I was going to call, you know, my family, tell everybody, you know, I'd, I'd be right there with Kale first. And like, sure enough, on a Friday, I picked him up and I'm like headed back like 20 minutes. And, and I got the call. And it was just, you know, super surreal to, you know, not only like get the call, but to have it happen in a way that I had already seen, you know, a thousand times. So right. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, dude, that's that's so sick. And you're how old is your son? Uh, he's he just turned six. So does he yeah. kind of understand like what's going on, like what's happening? Like, does yeah. he you know his dad's a, yeah. a fighter and a UFC fighter? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure, you know, at first, but then uh, I was I was on video with him the other day, and he had one of his friends over. Yeah, his friend asked me what I did, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm a professional fighter." And, and Kale's like, "Yeah, he's in the UFC." And yeah, I'm like, right. <laughs> let's go. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome, so, dude. Uh, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, because I mean, it's like I mean, he could just be like. Yeah, I could care less, Dad. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Know? So that's cool that he yeah. uh, he kind of understands that. Now, had you yeah. been um, had you been in contact with the UFC, um, or was this just kind of a last minute out of nowhere? Yeah. So it, you know, this actual fight was last minute, but I'd been preparing because even before that, I'd had um, a call to fill in for for Patty when he was having trouble getting his visa. I almost stepped in for him. He ended up getting his visa, so that didn't happen. Um, I had two other calls for um, some contender series type stuff that ended up not lining up. And uh, so, you know, I knew I was right there. I knew I just needed to stay ready. That's what they kept telling me, just stay ready. Yeah. You know, you might get on some short notice things. So that's how it happened. And, and, like, was there ever a moment because, I mean, you have such an extensive – uh, record such a really strong record you're on like a four fight win streak right now in your career I believe um was there ever like a moment of doubt when you're like man is this ever gonna happen like I, you know because you just said you know you had been visualizing for like the past five years yeah I mean all the time because I you know when when I started fighting I didn't have a lot of guidance and um I, I turned pro really young I think I was 20 and honestly, when I turned pro, my stand-up was trash. Like, I really wasn't that great yet. And, um, you know, I, I took some big fights early that I might not have – probably shouldn't have took. But, um, you know, they, they made me they made me grow ultimately. Mm -hmm. But when I look back at some of the guys getting the UFC now and they're, like, got, like, eight wins, seven wins, and it's just like, man, I got 15 wins. How am – like, yeah. what are they waiting on? Am I, am I going to get it? And so, yeah, there were definitely – a lot of times when you know i'm in my head like man is this shit ever gonna happen i'm not i'm not making money i'm not you know like it, it's a hard life before you get there i mean it's still even a hard life because you don't get paid that great from the start but um right. you know i'm just happy finally now that i'm gonna start making a little bit of money <laughs> oh, dude I can, yeah i'm sure I mean, if only you were a heavyweight right you get like four wins in a row at heavyweight yeah. going right to the show <laughs> yeah dude no kidding yeah. i'm sure and yeah 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 even the lighter weights probably mm-hmm so you, you yeah. get the you I'm get, I'm in a tough weight class. Yeah. Only the toughest, some would say. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of competition. <laughs> so you let's let's ask that because we talked about it last time too. Um I mean we mentioned it. You've been fighting a ton of welterweight fights, 
won a lot of titles. So is 55 the move now that you're in the UFC permanently? Any chance of going up to 70, bouncing back and forth? What are you thinking? Definitely in the future, I'd like to bounce back and forth. But for now, I'm, I'm set at 155. Um, you know, everyone, I saw a lot of people saying things like, oh, is he going to make the weight, blah, blah, blah. Well, the thing is, fighting at 170, I was like really small for 170. A lot of people didn't realize that I walk at like 177. Oh, wow. So I'd cut, I was cutting that weight in like a day. Um, yeah. The only reason I ever fought at 70 was I was having trouble getting fights at 55 and I got offered a title fight at 70 against like one of the best guys around at 170. I took it. I beat him won the title then i just started getting offers at 70 and it was like well i'm competing well here i'm not really having to cut weight so might as well stay but now that i'm in the ufc i'm definitely going back 55 yeah. with my height and my range oh, it's perfect yeah. for me yeah sure. you're, you're you're yeah i'm sure that that range and stuff at that 55 weight yeah. is going to lend itself so much better um yeah we, we kind of joked in the beginning about you know media and asking multiple questions is dealing with media and like everything that comes with that in the UFC, um, is that something that maybe excites you? You like doing it? Are you on, you know, some guys are the opposite where they hate it. Some guys don't like it, but they, they understand it. Like, where do you fall? Is that, is that something you're excited about doing? Yeah. I mean, so when, when I first started fighting, I was like really shy. I didn't like talk a lot. And um, through fighting, I've gained a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. So as far as the media goes, as long as we're talking about like fighting and stuff, I can talk for days and I, I can, you know, I love talking about that other shit. You know, if, if I don't have a lot to say, I'm usually pretty quiet. And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times people ask some bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited to, uh, to see how it goes. And I think, uh, my personality is going to shine through like through my fighting and, and my little interviews that I do, I don't feel like I'm going to have to be that guy that like talks a big game and shit. So yeah, dude, that's one thing. Like when I watch you fight, like your confidence in the cage is like, I mean, you've been yeah. finishing a lot of guys, like choking guys out lately. And just even when you finish them, just the way you stare them down and you're, mm -hmm. you know, just, yeah. I, I think you have, you have that charisma and I think people are going to be drawn yeah. to that. I mean, this is, I mean, kind of our first and a half time talking to you. And I mean, you, you did a great job in the first time. So I'm excited to see you getting some big, like uh, national. Cause I think, yeah. I think people are going to really gravitate to you, man. You, you, I just yeah. I really think that. Thank you. I, I, that's, that's kind of always how I felt was if you stay, uh, you know, true to yourself and you don't start playing a character, yeah. mm -hmm. then people are going to feed off the, the genuineness that you bring, you know, and, right. and that that's what I've got. For sure. So let's talk about why you didn't fight. So you get this call, like I said, step in one week's notice. Um, I'll kind of let you take it from there on what happened fight week out in uh, Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we get in, it's like, uh, we get in on a Tuesday and, uh, I'm cutting the weight. Everything's going good. Uh, when we first got in there, we had a, we had a lot of medicals we had to get done. They, they called us on Friday, right? So it was Friday evening when they called us. So then Saturday and Sunday, you can't really get medicals done because you know, it's not business day. So we only had, we only have Monday to get all our medicals done. And for the UFC, they needed like some extra shit. I was able to get everything done besides, uh, the brain scan. And, uh, so they went ahead and set that up for when I flew into Vegas on Tuesday, I was going to get scanned and it was going to be good. So I go in, I get the brain scan, go back to the hotel, you know, cutting a little bit of weight, go to the performance Institute, you know, 
couple days go by and then I get a call. They're like, Hey, um, we had, we, we saw something pop up on the first scan. It could be nothing. We got to do another scan to be sure. Like, okay. So, uh, we do the other scan. I think that was on, uh, Wednesday. We do the next scan and, um, Thursday I'm about to cut the weight. We're, we're like, like two hours out from cutting the weight. Most of it's all the way gone already, but I'm, I'm pretty low. We're going to do the last cut weigh-ins Friday morning. And, uh, I get the call and, you know, as soon as I answer the phone, I could hear it in her voice. She's like kind of sad. And I was like, yeah. you know, what's yeah. up? They found, uh, something popped up on my test. Um, they weren't able to get me cleared in time because the doctor they needed just didn't have enough time to run the extra tests and stuff. So at that point, you know, they tell me fights off and, uh, you got something in your brain you got to take care of. So that, that was a, a whirlwind of emotions, but, sure. um, but since, since last time we talked, I went to Vegas and yeah. I'm now cleared. So let's go. Yeah, I got cleared. So our talks are starting now for when I'm going to make my debut. So, okay. So um, that's, we were going to get to that because we knew from obviously the Footgate episode that uh, you had said that you were going to go out, fly out to Vegas this past week. So we were excited to, to hear the news, man. That's awesome. Uh, congrats. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm yeah. sure, I mean, above everything else, just good to know you're healthy and I'm sure you yeah. feel that same way. I mean, that's got to be yeah. scary. Like what the heck's going on up there? Yeah. There's just a lot of emotion because I didn't know exactly what it was. I hadn't talked to the doctor yet. And it was like, Man, I yeah, I didn't even care what was going on with my brain. I just wanted to know if I was ever going to be able to fight again. That was my biggest thing. Oh, dude, right. I'm sure. And um, so uh, when you were out there, uh, and I'm sure you talked about potential dates. Uh, did any dates or opponents get brought up? I mean, did you have those kind um, of talks? You know, I can't really talk too much on everything yet, but I'm looking for hopefully November, December. Oh, I'm trying to get as early as, as I can. So we'll we'll just see. Man, I was. How it goes. I'm not going to lie. So just literally before we hit record, I saw they've officially announced, but Jim Miller next weekend was looking for an opponent and his opponent was TBD, TBA. We knew that you were out there and I'm like, man, how fitting uh, if you stepped yeah. in and fought the guy you were supposed to fill in for, that would have been, that would have yeah. been pretty cool. But I saw they made it official with some other guy. I can't remember it. He's making yeah. his debut yeah. as well. So. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just looking to get some soon, you know, and I honestly, I would have loved to fight like that. I want to, the thing is, I feel like I've got all the talent. I just need the eyes. Mm -hmm. And so if I can fight somebody that's already got that, that's, that's my missing piece right there. So, and like, was any part of you, I mean, obviously I'm sure there was those scary moments, but was there any part of you that was, um, maybe a little relieved that you didn't have to make your debut on a, uh, one week's notice in the UFC, you know, or I mean, I'm sure you were ready to go regardless, but how are you a little relieved now? I wouldn't say I, I was relieved. Um, when it happened, I was super devastated. I mean, I felt like the way things were happening and like just even little things in my life that were lining up, it kind of felt like the universe was just like getting the exactly where I needed it to be for this fight. And I was feeling super good. So it happened. I'm super de- devastated. But then we're sitting in the hotel and we're trying to think of like positives, think of like, you know, okay, well, what, what do we get out of this? So I, I got to go to Vegas. I got to Big cut dub. the way I got to, yeah, I got to understand how everything goes when I go there. Now I won't be so like overwhelmed by everything. Um, and yeah, now I'll get a full camp for my debut. So right. like I said, I was, I wasn't relieved, but I did, 
you know, have to look at the positives and that's what that is. Yeah. And, and do you feel there is an added advantage now that you've been through the process? Cause like we talked about last time is you've literally done everything now except fight and, and weigh in. But do you feel now like, cause I'm sure there's so much anxiety and nerves going into something like that. Do you feel a little bit more at ease now when you do go for that debut, you know, exactly pretty much what to expect from a UFC fight week. Yeah, yeah. So I'll know how all that shit goes. And then on top of that, now I just feel like I'm really, really ready to like, I'm overdue at this point, you know, so I'm gonna get in there and hopefully get that 50,000 bonus, you know, (laughs) finish fight of the night either way, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what kind of talk about what was that fight week like, Um, you know, just and how does it differ from I'm sure like a regional on the regional scene fight week? I'm sure it's vastly different. Yeah, so when I used to fight locally, it'd be like, uh, you know, weigh-ins are on Friday. Even if it's in Kentucky, right. I'm driving down Friday from Indianapolis, get to weigh-ins, you know, go to some little hotel, whatever. This, they, I've, I've never been to Vegas. I always said I wasn't oh, going nice. to go there until I fought there. So mm. um, they fly me out on Tuesday. I, I get to the airport and there's a guy standing there with like a little UFC paper with my name <laughs> on it, put me in a limo, you know, drive me around and shit. And, uh, you know, we get to the the little bubble where all the fighters are because we're, we're kind of quarantined and there's like security walking around and uh, they're taking us to get our pictures taken, you know, putting makeup on us. Like, honestly, it was, it was a ton of, uh, I like I said, it was it was good for me to do it once already because it, it was pretty overwhelming. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of shit you got to do, a lot of people you got to talk to, a lot of papers you got to fill out, right. and uh, they do a good job of making you feel like a big deal. So yeah, yeah. oh dude, I, I'm yeah, I can imagine, and we have to bring it up because you talked about it last time playing basketball, fighter jump shots. Uh, yeah, who's the best? Who like yeah, what, what are we man. looking at? <laughs> yeah, no, I was. So I get there and everyone's walking around and, you know, everybody's got their, their cockiness and their egos and shit. And they're all, you know, pretty big looking guys. And then there's, there's this basketball court and I keep walking by and I'm seeing dudes shooting and their jump shots. Like, mm. I don't even know if the ball's going in, just their <laughs> shots and themselves are just terrible. And, and then I started realizing, like, I've always said one of, one of my best things as far as fighting goes is that I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I'm very athletic. I'm not just like a tough fighter. Um, I use my athleticism in it yeah. and uh, you know, basketball is an athlete sport and none of these guys could shoot. And, <laughs> and, uh, we go out there and we're shooting really well. The the only other dude that I saw that could shoot well was Nate, Nate Maness. I walked up to yeah. him one day and he, he hit like three in a row. I was like, all right, Got but it. everybody else horrible. Oh, that's that Midwest <laughs> love, man. Uh, yeah. I remember last time I brought up the, like the Connor first pitch and stuff. So if you was to try another sport and try to get to there, like professionally, what would that look like for you? Which one? When I was young, I, I really liked um, football. Mm, nice. I liked, uh, but if, if I could go back in time, I'd probably play basketball. I mean, that's so much easier on your body. I'm yeah. tall. Right. Like, you trying to pull up for the goals or are you saying loyal to the soil? Yeah. I don't know. If, I see the Jordan picture back there. Are you a Bulls fan? Yeah, uh, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. Okay, there you go. see, I'm I'm a Bulls fan. Two preseason games in, we're winning it all. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean they just got a uh, uh, ball or whatever. Yeah, ball, so. DeRozan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're looking really good. Were you at least out there long enough to get the uh, Venom 
bag the of gear like all the yeah gear. yeah so we show up and they they give us the bag they give us all the the venom gear the there stuff's really cool i'm really glad they switched from reebok because the venom mm-hmm. gear is really cool yeah um what sucked was so i get there and they're giving me like the you know i got new spats like a lot of stuff hats shoes uh flip-flops everything and then uh they size me up for my actual fight kit. So like the stuff that's going to have your name printed on it, the shirt, the jacket, the pants and the everything. And I'm putting it on and man, this shit is so cool. And then like a couple <laughs> days later, they take me to the, uh, the apex for like, you know, some shadow boxing and some pictures and stuff. And they actually gave me the gear. And so I put my shirt on, it has my name printed on it, my shorts, like the shit I'm going to fight. And it's all super cool. And, uh, and once the fight got pulled, uh, Coach Pat went and asked me, he's like, hey, can, can we get that stuff? They're like, no, if you don't fight, you don't get the fight kit. And mm, I was like, dirty, man. man. Like, what are you guys going to do with it? It's got my name. Man, it. Even oh, preseason yeah. players get to keep their jerseys. Man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least. Come on. Oh. <laughs> no, nah, I'll get I'll get this shit. One, so. Brutal, man. And you, you just mentioned the Apex. So when you were just out in Vegas and even when you were out there, were you able to utilize those facilities? Yeah, yeah, we got to get a couple workouts in at the Apex and or at the at the Performance Institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the Apex for all the uh, the stuff. I actually ended up staying and watching the fights. I, I sat with Chris. Um, we sat like ringside and watched the fights. Nice. So uh, just the whole facility is crazy. It was it was really surreal just being in there for the first time. Oh yeah, dude, I I could imagine. Yeah. Um, so you just mentioned your coach Pat and Chris and stuff. Um, when we had Sean, your, one of your teammates, Sean Fallon, we talked to him and asked him about just training at indie boxing and grappling down there. At IBG, you guys got probably the premier, you know, MMA team in Indiana. Um, so just kind of talk about that, man, and how important those guys are to you and, and just training there every day and what that's like. Yeah. Um, everybody there is just awesome. I mean, as far as, when, when you have a goal in life, you want to surround yourself with people that have that, those same type of goals and, and those same type of work ethics. And, uh, you know, some of these guys are like amateurs and, and I get in there on the day when I'm not feeling it. And I'm not really wanting to work really hard. And I look across the room and these guys are busting ass. It's like, man, it really makes you hold yourself accountable. And then even outside of just like practice and training, everybody there is great guys. And we, you know, we get along. We're all really like-minded so it's it's honestly the place to be if, if you're around the area and you want to train oh for sure and um kind of off of that um one thing that we talked about last time and i want to bring it up again that's so unique to you is um you've got three brothers that have all fought and been super or two brothers sorry there's three of you total uh yeah and um has you know has that how has that been and, and just having because uh, i i told you last time i think that's so unique in mma you know there's been brothers but you know, never three and i think that's just yeah. awesome and how important are they and have they been to your fighting career up to this point yeah i think first of all it's a huge market point for us to have a family of fighters yeah. you know versus just one of us or whatever but um outside of that man without them I'd be nowhere like on days when I'm doubting or even like after weigh-ins and I, you know, have my stare up and I'm like having some doubts and shit. And I like tell it to them and they just laugh at me like I'm dumb and like, you know, keep me back on track. And, and as far as training, man, I've never trained with anybody as well as I train with them the way we can, we can just, we could almost just train bare fisted and go super hard, but we have such a good understanding of each other that yeah. we're not going to hurt each other, but we're still going to, you know, get good work and be like bleeding and shit. So like, man, training with them, it, it's 
there's no comparison. Uh, I, I have. It's funny you mention that because I have heard stories about you guys sparring with each other, and I've heard it's pretty much just a fight. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To where yeah. like blood is really, really being shed. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I've been to some gyms when like you know a guy will get a little cut, and then now he's like over there like throwing a fit. He's super pissed off that he got cut. He's like worrying about his fight and shit. Me and Kellen, man, it'd be like a week before a fight and we'd get cut at practice about, you know, him or I, and it'd be bleeding. We'd be like taking pictures. We'd throw some glue on it and then we'd start sparring. Like, honestly, when I get cut in practice, like I'm excited. Cause I, I like walking around with some shit on my <laughs> face. Like <laughs> then people know I'm a fighter and it made me feel like tough, you know, no, dude, yeah. some guys aren't like that. Yeah. That's hilarious because with us doing jujitsu, we've been best friends for since like first grade. And sometimes when you have friends in, like you're trying to bring them in, like, hey, try this out, you kind of feel weird going hard against them or like going for real. But like me and him are just passed yeah. out on the mat after we roll. Take your, we like yeah. to say we, we take years off of each other's life after every roll. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When, when you get that guy that you know, you've trained so much together and you, you understand how each other works and you can go really hard without killing each other but mm -hmm. also kind of killing each other if you know what i mean yeah right so it's like i don't know you just you know who you can go with and who you can't there's some mm -hmm. guys you got to be easy with some guys you can go pretty hard it's, oh. and it's probably dope to have that dynamic of having some people you know you can really go with and they know how to temper yeah. things and you don't have to feel like you're and just, back. And being able to just like it's fucking two in the morning and I'm kind of losing my mind. And I call up Kel. I'm like, Hey, meet me at the gym. We're going to spar or some shit, yeah. you know, and, oh, yeah. and he'll meet me there. Or, Hey, we're going to go run. We just go run or whatever, like anytime. So yeah. it's great to have that. That's awesome. Well, Cam, that takes us up. That was like the last question we asked you before we lost power. So um, from here, we're going to send people to the next part of that interview. We're just going to insert it right in right after this. Um, thank you, man. But before you go, John's going to do just kind of one of, remember we did those rapid fire. John just got yeah, like, yeah. just one bonus one for you. That's it. And then we're going to let you right go. On, right <laughs> All right. You get a phone call today. Tonight, yeah. there's a Halloween party. What's your go-to last minute costume you can put together? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. That's a really good one. Back when I was younger, I would always just take my shirt off and be a fighter, right? But now that I'm an actual fighter, I feel like I can't do that. So yeah, you can't show up in the fight kit. That that's just yeah, like... yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, just... I don't know. I haven't been to a Halloween party. Okay, actually, I got it. Last year actually happened. We got a last minute uh, Halloween party call, and uh, my girlfriend, she's Romanian, she's from Transylvania, right? So she's always a vampire. So all I did was slap some vampire bite on my yeah, neck pull up with the vampire dude <laughs> doesn't get easy. any better that's legit yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah mine would definitely be uh dj khaled get mistaken <laughs> for him randomly from a distance in public so i just oh, take yeah. these glasses off and <laughs> yeah i could maybe paint like a red stripe on my face and be god of war maybe Ooh, there you go yeah. yeah if you ever need to pull up the theatrics before a fight like the dude who paces himself like the Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kutalabe. Uh, yeah. Kutalabe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Might have yeah. to pull that bad boy out. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cam, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Like I said, we're going to send people right now to the second part. Appreciate you, man. Cool. Thanks, guys. You know, I, I don't hear my corners a lot, but um, every time I throw a shot and I'm wondering, like, did I really hit him with that or not? Like, Kellen's always like, yep. And every time, every time I hear him say that, it's like, all right, I, 
that that must have hit him good. So that, <laughs> yeah. that's all I hear from the corner. <laughs> so was, was when you guys were growing up, was this not, like was this always the plan, or like did you guys all fight and fighting later? Because like I always think like the Gronkowski, there's like three of them, and like they were just saying like it was basically hell for their parents growing up with like three massive yeah. football players. So were you guys kind of like that growing up, or is this just later in life kind of found fighting? See, that's that's a weird thing. Is like if I look back now it's it's obvious that we we're going to be fighters because like our favorite video games we we're always playing fight night like we had um we we're real little you know those foam hulk hands yeah, yeah. We those, and we we're always we we're always boxing in the basement with them my mom would have to hide them and shit but we were we played all sports like we played football we played everything wrestling uh wrestling took over and then uh after that's when we found fighting and nice it just took off from there. But yeah, I always had an interest in fighting, but I never knew I was going to be a fighter. Yeah. So, Until, yeah. so you had mentioned earlier you were out in um, Europe. We'd seen that look like you were like primarily in Romania. Um, yeah. So was there a specific reason you were training out there? And if so, like, what was that training like out there? Yeah. Um, well, I've been traveling around a lot. I've been, uh, I think to seven different countries now, you know, the UK, Italy, everywhere. Um, wow. my girlfriend actually lives in Romania. She's a, she's not a U.S. citizen. So okay. I stay with her sometimes. And, uh, the training out there was really cool. Um, I got to wrestle with the national team there, which was cool. And, uh, wow. they had really good kickboxing. So mm. just, just training like a, they, they were like, Whereas here, when I go to a kickboxing gym, it's like really good technique and stuff. They were just really gritty, always in my face, just yeah. making it dirty. And so getting that type of like grind, was, it, it was really good for me. So as you've been like training around, is there any like place that you've been where it's just like you've had like a crazy kind of like that, like a crazy sparring experience or like just something wild, like different forms of training? My favorite thing that I've done as far as traveling was I went to uh to Malta and I wrestled like I entered in a tournament and uh there were eight different countries there and there was a freestyle wrestling tournament and it, it was super cool because uh here in the states whenever I do tournaments it's like there's like you know eight different mats and a bunch of matches going on at the same time at this place they have one mat so then everybody was sitting around this one mat so every match of the tournament was watched by everybody and uh, I was the only person from the U.S. in the whole tournament I ended up winning and uh, it, it was just super cool. Uh, I, I met some dudes from Scotland, and the next day they like took us out on a boat, like nice. always, nice. like did some flips in the water and stuff. And it was just it's really cool to see how uh, how the sports are ran in uh, other countries. Oh, dude, that's I could only oh, yeah. yeah, that's I can only imagine. I'm actually when I saw you were in Romania, we had talked about it on one of the, the pod before you fight because uh, my grandparents immigrated from Romania, so I'm like part okay. Romanian so I was just like let's go man because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like because I've always been like there's a couple Romanian fighters in the UFC but you know they're just not quite there yet but yeah. so it's good it's good to no, hear they're Romania's working a, have, have you been no that's it's a dream man like that's definitely like top it's, bucket list for me yeah it's it's pretty cool there they got a lot of good music yeah and, uh, they're they're into like uh like 
parties and stuff. It's it's pretty cool down there. Oh, dude, we just had a hundred years of my family being in America reunion thing, and it was it was crazy. Music, <laughs> yeah. dance. I mean, it's the yeah. yeah. Romanians know how to party. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so like one thing is especially now you know you're a pro going into UFC. Like we always talk about is like so many people don't fully understand what like a typical week or like what you guys go, you know, we just see the finished product on fight night. Um, so like, what's a typical week look for you? Like, look like for you, you know, how much are you sparring, wrestling, jujitsu, strength, conditioning? Like, what does that look like for you right now? Yeah. So, uh, I wake up in the mornings and I usually go to the gym. Uh, I don't, I don't work a real job anymore. Um, I haven't for a few years. Um, I meet, uh, Chris Lytle and a couple of the older guys in the mornings and, uh, you know, we just roll and get some, you know, pretty chill work in the morning, but just more more to just get the ball rolling for the day, wake up and be in good vibes. And then uh, afternoon practice at 4.30, we meet back up and it's a uh, coach Pat runs a hell of a practice, you know, whether we're doing sprints or like, I don't know, man, sometimes he makes me hate it. But yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, you got to do that type of shit. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, just always working. I think I spar a lot more um, regularly than most people do. Um, okay. that's my favorite type of work. I don't, I don't like to drill a lot. I've learned more from sparring and, you know, I, I've always said you can learn like a perfect one, two, three on a heavy bag or look beautiful on the mitts, Sure. but that shit doesn't always work when you're sparring, when the dude's trying to hit you back and he's defending and he's moving, like watch me on the mitts. I'm not super great. Cause I don't spend a lot of time on them. Most of my work is done in live, live mm-hmm. roles and live sparring. Yeah. Awesome, man. So a lot of people have kind of gotten to a point nowadays where like some of the pros are kind of getting away from sparring. Like I've been hearing that a little bit. Do you have any take on yeah. that? Like guys who are kind of getting away from it? See, I think at the end of the day, whatever makes you mentally ready. So if you feel like just putting in hell or work and, and you're going to be good when you get there to fight, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. That's your thing. For me, I have so much fun sparring that I just have to do it all the time. Sure. And, I, and I love working like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't get hit a lot because I move well. And so it's everybody has their own shit. Everyone's going to say what's right. But at the end of the day, what whatever gets you right in your own mind, that, that's the way to go. Gotcha. Yeah, I've I've been with Jacob, Jacob Herlock, which shout out to him for putting us in contact with you. Uh, I've been with him for four and a half years. When, I mean, he's always had nothing but just high praise for you and positive things. But one of the things he always says is like, I just can't find, like, I can't hit the guy. Like, the footwork <laughs> is like crazy. You know, he's just, that's something he's always talked about with you is just, he's like, dude, sparring with that dude is just not fun <laughs> at all. Well, um, I, the way I spar, um, so like I said, before I was at IBG, it was just me and my brothers and uh, my my old coach, uh, Joseph Hyten. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to, uh, we would just meet up and we'd all get there at the right time. We'd stretch and then we'd just start sparring. Yeah. So my, my technique that I have is like completely self-made. Right. It's the same with um, when, when we were wrestling in high school. Um, me and Kellen, we spent so much time wrestling together. We didn't go to camps and we didn't learn from all these great coaches we developed our own our own style and people called us funky or said our moves were weird but they worked it's like it, you don't have to learn it if it works it works yeah so mm-hmm. that's the same thing with my stand-up it's why my footwork's so weird i everyone asks if i'm southpaw or regular i fight in both stances the whole time because i yeah i can fluidly switch between my stances and i can flow really well and, sure. and it all has just come from how much i spar and how much i 
made shit up honestly and it works for me so yeah yeah i was wondering uh for people who've not seen a lot of indiana fighters like you have like darren elkins now and you've had mitrione and lytle and now you coming up how would you describe the indiana like fighter style to people who've never done it like never seen it you know i feel like I feel like dudes from Indiana are really gritty. Dudes mm-hmm. from the Midwest in general are really gritty. Um, we seem to have like pretty good wrestling and pretty good ground. What I'm trying to bring to the table now is is striking. And I know if you look yeah. a lot, a lot of my fights, a lot of them are finished um, with submissions. But that's just because my submission game is really good, and I haven't had the opportunity to be with a guy that's going to get out of that. And now we're on our feet, and we got to trade for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once I once I get in there with a dude that can hang with me on the ground you're really going to get to see my striking excel and that's what i'm excited to bring is my creativity on my feet that's awesome oh yeah that's dope you uh you had mentioned there for a minute um your your former coach uh joseph Hyten, and um uh, forgive me for my ignorance because i'm not sure uh he passed away from it was it brain a cancer brain cancer was that what yeah he, he had cancer yes okay yeah um just <clears throat> how important man was he because i just i mean you just want to give him some credit too and for all this i'm sure it's just a big part of your career so how important was he to your development and getting you to this point yeah with without joe i wouldn't be anywhere close to where i am um you know we we started a gym like out of a pool barn and like it was just me and my brothers a couple wrestlers that i knew from high school that we would bring up and and joe you know a lot of people are like would always back then talk about how he he wasn't a black belt or he didn't have all this knowledge and all this and that but what they didn't understand was joe like cared for us so much it wasn't Mm -hmm. like um he wasn't our instructor he wasn't telling us how to do everything we were getting together like as a brotherhood and figuring shit out joe Mm -hmm. would watch a spar and be like hey you kept doing that and that was working really good or or hey you know he'd start pointing shit out and of course he always handled getting our fights together and Mm -hmm. and uh he he actually would like lose some connections with some promoters because a lot of promoters are like, we'll try to hassle you and push you around and shit. Sure. And Joe would never, he'd be like, no, like, fuck that. We're not going to. So yeah. a lot of the promoters didn't like Joe and shit, but it's really because he was down for us and he cared a lot about mm-hmm. us. So, yeah. you know, without Joe, I, I wouldn't be anywhere I am where I am today. Oh, dude, I can only imagine. And I'm sure that you guys had had dreams of this UFC thing. So I'm sure it just makes it all, you know, just mean that much more to you to, to get to this point too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. Well, so we kind of end our podcast. John always does like these really fun, just like rapid fire questions. There's literally no right or wrong answer. They're just all for fun. Uh, and they're just random. <laughs> what man. this dude, this dude's head is crazy. So we, okay. <laughs> so we got 10 random questions for you. We're going to start off with, would you rather have only a beard or only hair on your head? Ooh, only a beard. That's why yeah. Brandon loves that one. Yeah. Tacos <laughs> or wings? Ooh, I guess wings. I don't know. I've been eating a lot of tacos lately, though. Probably wings. We'll go <laughs> That's with a wings. tough one. I, I I would have had struggled with that one. If you could only wear one sneaker for the rest of your life, what would you wear? One sneaker. Ooh, probably uh, uh, the original uh, Michael Jordan Nikes. The the Chicago's though, the the white and red ones. Are, are you are you a bit of, are you a sneakerhead? Like, are you into the sneakers or oh, not? For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, like literally right over here, I got like. 10 pairs of yeah like, i seen them on your instagram that's why i wanted to ask put you on the spot <laughs> yeah. who uh who's your favorite athlete of all time Ooh, 
Michael Jordan. I, say, I see the poster over your head, so that's why I figured you were going with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this one might be hard to remember, but if you can, what's the best entrance song from an opponent that you remember? Ooh. Oh, from an opponent. Okay. So, uh, Aaron Highball, when I fought him, he actually, I was, I was down to two songs I was going to walk out to, and he ended up walking out to the, the <laughs> one nuts. I didn't choose. <laughs> That's so crazy. It like, yeah, it's cool. I think it was, um, it was by Kanye West. I forget what it was called, but yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, nice. we when we watch like local fights, sometimes I'll pick who I want to win based yeah. off the song that comes out. If they, if they pay seven, yeah, it gets yeah, me yeah. going. Yeah, for sure. All right. Would you rather be cornered by Hulk Hogan or Dog the Bounty Hunter? Uh, Hulk Hogan, for sure. Yeah, he's a little bit hyper. Would you rather defend a choke or a leg lock? Oh, a choke. I hate leg locks. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we, leg we locks, do too. You know, Dude, we do too. That's, and that's all we train with is like a bunch of people that just dive on our legs all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, what's the favorite tattoo that you have? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I got uh, right here. Um, so most people get their son's handprint when he's born. I got I got his knuckles. Oh, that's oh, nice. sick. That's funny because like, <laughs> yeah. oh, dude, that is, oh, that I can see it. Yeah, that's sick, that's dude. Cool. Yeah, like I, when he, his mom was like putting his, his hand in the ink and put it on the paper and I folded his hand up and made a fist and put it on the paper. Got that tattoo, so. Dude, I don't know how like plugged in you are to like, you know, MMA Instagram or Twitter, but like when you got, when they announced your fight, the, your belt chest tattoo, it kind of went like viral on some MMA pages of like, I think really? it, what you sent one it was, was like, a, would you get this? Yeah, it was a BJJ page that I follow, and it, it went through the story, and it said there like, was a couple. Though. They, they'll put different tat like jiu-jitsu tattoos, yeah. and yours was on there. Yeah, and like it was a voting, like oh, would yeah? you get this or yeah. not? There was it also was, also a lot of uh, Caleb Plant references too. Oh yeah. yeah, I saw a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as far as the tattoo goes, though, did they see that it says "White Belt Gang" on the belt? No, that's. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's what they seen. <laughs> yeah. They might have been afraid of the placement. I don't know if I could go around the nipples. <laughs> that's <laughs> sick, dude. I didn't know it said. I've seen it before, but I didn't know it said the uh, "White wow, Belt yeah, Gang." Dude, that that's, awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, last two. Would you rather live on a beach or in the mountains? In the mountains. Yeah, that's me too. And the last one is if you had a finishing move on the UFC game, what would you want it to be? Ooh. Flying knee. Yeah. Because you remember on the UFC game, some people only had like, like spinning sir, back fists. Yeah, like or one move. Like a move that you didn't yeah. like. So flying uh, knee, that's nice. Real quick, because you did ask the opponent's walkout song. One more thing. What is, when you make your UFC debut, what's that walkout song going to be? Or have you uh, thought I was going to walk out to, uh, yeah, I had it planned. I was walking out to, uh, Rap star by Polo G. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah. That's a banger. Well, Cam, man, we like really appreciate you doing this, dude. Um, like I said, giving us some time today. Um, before we let you go, is there anything else? We always give people a chance. If you got anything to say or that we didn't ask you, anything like that? No, I mean, just shout out to IBG. I wouldn't be here without them. So that's sure. it, man. For sure. And where can people find like your Instagram, stuff like that, follow you? Yeah, uh, my Insta Instagram's uh, vancamp.cameron. That's it. Nice. Sweet man. Right. Cam, dude, we appreciate it again. Let's hopefully, man, after your uh after you make the debut, we'd love to have you back on, man. Just talk about it yeah, and everything like sure. that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. one more time, everybody. Cameron Van Camp. Cam, peace, man. We'll talk to you See later. You, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. <laughs>